Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Netflix Life, a streaming TV podcast from Fansided. I'm Bryce Olin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Cody Schultz. Outer Banks Season 2 is only a couple days away. We've been waiting for this season for so long, and now we're going to preview Season 2. But first, uh, Netflix just dropped a new reality show called Sexy Beasts. And Cody, you're going to tell me why I should or should not watch this. Yeah, so this this show is just unlike anything I've ever seen before. So <laughs> for those of you who haven't seen the trailer and aren't sure what exactly the show is, it's basically like The Mass Singer meets Love is Blind or like The Bachelor. Um, each episode, you've got one single and they're dating three suitors. And it's like, it seems like, okay, it's just another dating show. But the twist is they're all in like these elaborate, done up costume characters. Um, so like different animals, different creatures. Like there was an alien, there was like a tin man, a scarecrow, like all these different crazy creatures. And like the whole thing is like about finding a connection and not like meeting someone just going off of like looks and all that. It's only six episodes the first season. I'll be curious. I don't know if Netflix has plans to drop more. I binge through them all in one. Like as soon as it dropped, I binge through them real quickly. Like I was obsessed. This the show's just so crazy. But they kind of like even the contestants dive in and just embrace the craziness and all that. Because like some of the people that are like dating, like one person, there was a panda, and she's like, How desperate am I to find love? I'm here in a panda a panda costume. What does that say? And so it's just like really just it's fun. They're only like 20 minute episodes, so it's real easy to binge through them. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would, just because it's just I, I don't even, it's almost like a comedy show too, just because like they show like other people around them, like their reactions to these two people and like these crazy costumes out on dates and like bars and amusement parks. And it's just like, they just lean into and embrace that crazy, which I feel like helps these kind of out there shows. I know you love like Too Hot the Handle, all those other crazy yes. Netflix reality shows. Like this one's definitely their craziest yet. And it's just so much, <laughs> I want more, like six episodes wasn't enough. Like I'm already like ready for a season two or additional episodes. I think I'd, so I read somewhere that they were planning a season two. So that's that's the good news. I don't know uh, which site reported that. And then the other part that like is like mildly intriguing to me is that Rob Delaney, who people will recognize from like Deadpool 2, he was in the Amazon show Catastrophe, which is really good, is the narrator. And so I was like on the fence, like, do I really need to watch this show about masked people like, you know, doing this? I I am in i love the idea it's just i don't know like i saw the dolphin the dolphin head it is just too weird like it is just like i just don't know if i could really invest that much time into it but i'm i'm sure that i will watch it at some point it's crazy it's unlike like even like you can tell the contestants like they give them like wine and like some of these masks you cannot sip from a wine glass and so it's, like <laughs> they just like struggle like how do they eat and drink different things on the date and so it's like they just fully like lead into the fun of it and i think that's what makes this show so enjoyable and it is nice that like each episode is just individual so you've got every episode as a new guy or girl like meeting three you know going mm. on three basically blind dates and it's just so crazy and fun like i i really enjoyed it more than i anticipated it would <laughs> yeah you're totally right like the narration like just sells it kind of like with the circle and two out to handle like we don't mm -hmm. have a physical host 
you know, during the show, but they kind of do the voiceover throughout the episode. And like that comedy really does like elevate it. Like they have fun with like some of the different stuff. Some of when they contest and say stuff. And I feel like that's a perfect thing. Like no one else is really doing that. Like Netflix is with having that narrator kind of doing like the voice of where they're essentially the host, but never seen. Um, right. Almost like poking, like having fun with the, the audience as they watch along. And so I, I really enjoyed it. I definitely recommend it. It's only six episodes. They're all 20 something minutes. So you can easily get through this in like two hours. Um, yeah. So perfect for like weekend binge. 10 out of 10 recommend from Cody. All right. So let's talk about Outer Banks. Today's episode of the Netflix Live podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Are you ready to unveil your beach bod? Well, you're in luck. Our friends at Manscaped just launched their fourth generation performance package, which includes the Lawnmower 4.0. Compliment your summer bod with a trim from the leaders in male grooming and join 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. And get ready for your hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. It's time to bundle up with Manscaped Performance 4.0 package. Inside this package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker Ear, Nose, and Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Escape the shrubs and weeds this summer and shine with Manscaped. All right, so Outer Banks Season 2 is coming out July 30th. We've known this for a while. Netflix in the spring said it was coming this summer, which was a surprise to everyone because we thought we might have to wait till the fall for Outer Banks. But this is the perfect summer show. I think we've talked about that enough with all the boats and the sun and the fun, the chasing and treasure, everything. So how excited are you for Outer Banks Season 2? I don't think words can describe how excited I am for season two to finally get here. This is one that definitely was, I think, one of Netflix's biggest breakouts of 2020. I feel like there were so many that we sometimes this one got overlooked. Like everyone by the end of the year was talking about Bridgerton and all that. And so this one kind of was a sleeper hit and it's just gained more traction, I think, as people have been discovering it since. And I feel like season two is just its whole other, like just going off of the trailers and that that we've seen, like they're going to up the ante. I don't know how they're going to do it because season one was just so intense, but it's just a, such a perfect summer show. Like there's actually there's adventure there's friendship there's of course the romance element there's just everything that you want the treasure hunting it's just such a perfect show and one of netflix's i think like underrated gems still like people need to be talking about this one more i agree i think when season two comes out i think it's going to be huge i think it's going to go right to the top of the netflix top 10 everyone's going to see that there's probably going to be a little bit more promotion for the season. And I'm expecting those who missed season one are going to rewatch or not rewatch. They're going to watch for the first time and then watch season two. That's kind of how these things go. It seems like when the second seasons drop, it's like everyone starts talking about it and people are like, Oh, what is this? So yeah, I guess. Uh, so who's going to be in season two? I think that uh, everyone knows if you've seen the trailer, you know, we've already seen some teasers and trailers. The main cast is back. Chase Stokes, Madeline Klein, Rudy Pankow, who we're going to be talking to not on the podcast, just an interview for Netflix Life, Madison Bailey and Jonathan Davis, who we're also going to be interviewing for Netflix Life. So that's the main five. They're all back for season two. The Pogues, who uh, uh, do you have a favorite of uh, of these characters? Um, I feel like I, I, I think I've have to go maybe with Pope just because I feel like of course he like as we saw in like season one he lost his cool a couple of times and all that but I feel like he's like the most like collected member like I can relate to Pope like he's kind of the conscious of the group of like reining them in at times and just kind of like juggling you know life and school and like his future and all that with like this crazy treasure hunt and all that uh, but I like all the all the characters right all the pogues I should say yeah. <laughs> because some of the other <laughs> characters definitely like they make your blood boil and it's like it's a sign of like good writing and good acting that like the villains really are villainous and you're like you just want to root against them 
Yeah, I'm with you. I like Pope too. I think that I, I feel his story a little bit more than some of the other characters, but Madison Bailey as uh, Kiara is awesome too. So we've got, also got Drew Starkey, who plays Rafe, Austin North, who plays Topper, Charles Esten, who plays Ward, and then uh, Caroline Arapaglue, I think her name is, who plays Rose, is also back. Julia Antonelli is back. And then Dion Smith, who plays Kelsey, is also back. And then we have two new characters. Carlacia Grant, who plays Cleo, and Elizabeth Mitchell. Do you want to share a little bit about these new characters? Yeah, so I think when we we talked a little bit about the Elizabeth Mitchell casting, and we were very yeah. curious, to see, like who she'd be um, who she'd be playing, and she plays is it Limbry? Is that how you pronounce the character name? Yeah, Limbry. Yeah, that's what it. I think so. There was a TV line report that announced her casting. I think last year that yeah, I think that it's Limbry. Yeah. Yeah, based based on kind of like what we've known about the characters, it seems like she's going to be like maybe a foil. Like she doesn't seem like the nicest of characters. And <laughs> no. considering like the the core focus is kind of like around the teen characters, I'm like, could she be like a nemesis to them? Um, we know TV Line has kind of said she's a long time Charleston native with a level of toxic and menace underneath her seemingly courteous ways. And so I'm like, to me, that seems like the villain, like a villain story and in the origins, like someone who you start to think is like going to be like your friend, your pal, and then like have like a switch at the end you're like always kind of questioning their motives so i'll be curious to see like how that plays out because we it can be done so well and i feel like she's one of those actresses she kind of had a similar arc on once upon a time where she kind of came in and played this character and you're like always asking yourself is she good is she bad can i trust her can i not and so (laughs) i feel like she like elizabeth mitchell plays those characters well and so i'm very interested to see like how they're going to come into the fold what they're going to be involved in is she an ally to the pogues is she someone they're going to be working against there's so much like mystery there that i'm very curious But she's definitely, I think, a big and nice addition to the cast. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Elizabeth Mitchell is awesome. She was in Lost, Once Upon a Time. I I think her best role is the, you know, when she plays Mrs. Claus in Santa Claus 2 and 3. No, I'm just kidding. But she does the Tim Allen movies. If you need a Christmas movie to watch, they're on Disney Plus, I think. So the other new character is Carlacia Grant, who plays Cleo. She's described by a TV line, or I guess she's just a Nassau girl who kind of has a run-in with the Pogues, it sounds like. So doesn't look like she's part of the main, main cast, but maybe just a part of the recurring cast. So not sure how many episodes we'll see her in. But when the casting was reported, there was a story about it. So we have to assume that she plays a big role in the season uh, somehow, some way. We'll have to find out. But uh, that's going to be, yeah, I I think that as the show goes on, hopefully gets renewed for like 10 more seasons. We'll see a lot of new, new, new cast members join the, <laughs> join the uh, group. So I guess, should we look at where season left off for, or season one left off for some of these main characters? Yeah. And I don't even know where we, be- where we begin because where- season one, it really was like a crazy ride. And like they left with so many big cliffhangers Mm-hmm. Um, at the end, which I guess we should, you know, preface if you haven't yet watched, you know, go watch Netflix now and then come back and listen because yeah. there's spoilers ahead. I feel like the biggest cliffhanger was with uh, John B and Sarah. We kind of thought they died on the shipwreck. Then we find out <laughs> that they survived and they made it, you know, they stowed away on like this cargo ship thing. And so they're like heading out on the run. John B's a one man. And so it's like very much like, where do you go from now? Like he's wanted by the, you know, I don't know. I still haven't memorized. Like they're not the FBI, but they're like no. something FBI adjacent. Mm-hmm. And then the of FBI course, one about the local. Like <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> so know what like, that is. 
they're like fugitives on the run. So it's like very much like it'll be very interesting to see how season two brings like that. I, I feel like those are two central characters. I'm like, how do you resolve that kind of storyline? Like, will he be on the run all season? Will they find like a way to like clear his name? I think that's definitely going to be like a big part of this season is like the Pogues. But then also, you know, everyone home kind of doesn't know that they survived too. We kind of know it's their fate was very much up in the air. So it's going to be really interesting to see where we go next for those, those two characters. Yeah. So that's like the, the main teaser that we saw, you know, we all know they're alive because we've seen the trailers and we saw the final scene of the season, but the, you know, their friends don't know. We see that like they're burning, like, I don't know what the exact word is, but they're like etching up a tree in like remembrance of like John B and Sarah folks for life. Cause they think that they uh, died in like a shipwreck. Cause they chased the SBI, FBI, whoever the guys with the 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 cops with boats chased them into the into the storm they're presumed to be dead everyone thinks that they're dead even their families you know sarah's family thinks that they're dead so uh yeah it'll be interesting to see how that moves forward and then there is a sneak peek out there um they've shared it on social media if you want to check that out it kind of shows how some characters find out some things i think that's what i'll go with i don't want to spoil anything for anyone if you want to wait and watch the full show uh, but yeah, so that's kind of where we're, we're at. You know, we also have back home. I would assume, you know, there, everyone thinks that John B. was the one who killed Sheriff Peterkin. Obviously, we know that it was Rafe and Ward when they were trying to uh, get the gold out of the Outer Banks into the Bahamas, I think it was. Yeah. So that's another part of the storyline that John B. has been wrongly accused. So um, I think you mentioned that, that he's got to find a way to clear his name. And that's very much like in the trailer. So you don't have to worry about it. So is I think that I, I've been calling Outer Banks the show of the summer since uh, I even knew all, what all shows were coming this summer. <laughs> so is it the best show of the summer on Netflix, I guess? Is it the best show overall? And then what are some other contenders, I guess, for what you would dub the show of the summer? It's hard. Like if there's any competition for me, I feel like the only one that could be like right along top there is Virgin River, just because that's another big, mm-hmm. big Netflix release, of course, also came this July. But I really feel like Outer Banks has all of the the tapings to kind of be its biggest release of the summer. And I think it's going to be one that it just feels like, as I already said, like it just has such everything you need in like a good summer show. It's got that action, the drama. And really, we've seen like a slow, like the CW has been airing their scripted shows, but we don't really have much other in terms of like new scripted this summer. And so I I just think it's going to be one of those ones. I know we had some other big releases, Manifest pops to mind, just because that mm-hmm. one's been taking off and kind of growing. But I feel like if you look at like new shows this year, I have a hard time thinking anything can best Outer Banks. Yeah. And it's weird. Like, do we call Lucifer a summer show? I think that like when people talk about like the movies of the summer, like May releases are technically quote unquote summer movies, which doesn't really make sense to me. I always think of like, what is it like the lunar calendar or whatever, like after June 20th or June 21st, whatever the official start of summer is, is what I think of like the summer shows. So that technically would rule out like Sweet Tooth. We know that Netflix just shared some numbers, which they rarely do and said that Sweet Tooth is like one of the most watched Netflix shows of all time. It's on the top 10, which is kind of crazy considering that, that you know, how small like of the show that that was about the apocalypse. Um, you mentioned Virgin River, Never Have I Ever. I think Virgin River is kind of be on that. Uh, it's going to stay in the top 10 probably throughout the rest of the month and into August since we know that there aren't like a ton and ton of big TV shows. It'll be interesting when the CW shows start dropping. I know that All American is one that's coming in July that's going to be you know, a big show for uh, Netflix. I think that people don't even realize that it's about to arrive. The Flash is going to be on there soon. So they're, you know, Riverdale's coming back. So I guess technically, you know, 
outside of the United States that could be considered a Netflix show. And then we've got in September, which is still technically part of summer, right? Like we've talked about, uh, Money Heist is back and Sex Education season three is coming out. I think that Outer Banks season two, based on the buzz and just how big, you know, some of these cast members are with their followings on social media and stuff. And I think it just has to be too, because it's the one show that like feels summer to me. So let's just call it the show of the summer. Yeah, definitely no objections. No objections on mine for like dubbing this one, the, the, the show of the summer. Slap a banner on it. Like this yeah. is it. If they need a quote for the DVD, Bryce at Netflix Life says it's the Outer Bank season two is the show of the summer. There you go. And then uh, let's see. So obviously everyone's starting to wonder as they always do when the Netflix shows out, is is Outer Banks already renewed for season three yet? Is it already in the works? I haven't seen anything. I'm just going to toss it to you to see if you've seen any rumors or anything like that. Yeah, I feel like I haven't really seen anything like concrete about like suggesting like we know like Virgin Rivers one like there's been a lot of whispers that they're already getting ready to start production on season four. Netflix hasn't been like there haven't been as many leaks with Outer Banks stuff. It feels right. like they like even like I don't think I've seen like any of the cast members posting about like teasing the possibility and all that. Um, I feel like this one definitely I just can't see Netflix like not doing a season three. It'll probably just be a matter of like, when do they decide to announce it and like make it official? Because we've seen like that timeline vary so much with Netflix. Like sometimes they're announced like right after the show drops. Sometimes they wait like a month or two. And then other times it's like several months removed before we have like an official yeah. word. So I'm hopeful. I think there's, there's just no way that Netflix ends it with season two. I just imagine we've got to have at least another season or two in the works still. It's just going to be a matter of like, when will we have like that official confirmation from Netflix? Yeah, that's the thing. I think that it's interesting too, you know, we're seeing the, some of the cast members go out and do other projects. You know, Madeline Klein is in Knives Out 2. Um, Jonathan Davis has been cast in like, I think it's called The Strangers and it's a Netflix series. Madison Bailey, I think was in the new season of American Horror Story or is going to be. Uh, so, you know, like that all complicates things with like the filming schedule and stuff. So once season three is announced, we'll have like a much better picture. I mean, I'm assuming that it's going to happen just based on the fact that it's a, a popular Netflix show. It's a popular teen Netflix show, which seems to be right in like their wheelhouse. The one of the creators I remember after season one had mentioned in I think it was Entertainment Weekly mentioned uh, that they had like a four or five season plan. We never, you know, I mean, it's one thing to plan. We've seen how those plans don't always work with like Manifest and, you know, some of these other shows. Santa Clarita Diet was another one that was like a slam dunk we thought would be back. So really... Every, if you're a fan of the show, you've got to watch. That's the first thing. And then you got to talk about it and make sure everyone else you know is watching, which I'm doing. I think I'm doing a pretty good job of that. Wouldn't you say, Cody? <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, I feel like you're, you're like the unofficial spokesman for Outer Banks. Like you're like one by one converting like all the, the Netflix life readers and like contributors to join the Netflix, uh, to join the uh, Outer Banks fandom, which it's such a good fan. I'm like, I took your advice. Like I was someone who didn't catch it like when it first debuted on Netflix and was a little late to the game. And I regret nothing. I, I love this show. And like the buzz is definitely worth the hype. Like the hype it lived up to. Um, yeah. Some shows like people hype up and then you watch and I'm like, was I watching something entirely different than what someone else was? But this yeah. one, it's just such a good fun show. Like if you're looking for something to watch on Netflix that weekend um, or really just any point this summer, like Outer Banks definitely needs to be up there in your, the top of your queue. Right. So yeah, I think that in hopefully we can get season three renewal. You know, Netflix usually waits about a month or two 
is like kind of the early-ish renewal stage. And then I think Outer Banks got renewed for season two about three months after season one. So, you know, we're going to have to wait probably a little while to find out any more details. But uh, we'll definitely let you know when when we hear if it's renewed or canceled. hope that doesn't happen. But uh, yeah, I guess uh, any last thoughts that you have on season three before we bounce? Or season two, season two, sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> already thinking <laughs> Get excited for season three and definitely, you know, make sure you tune in, tweet about it, let Netflix, you know, know how much you love it. Because I think that really is the thing we're learning with some of these shows is just like, you know, share, share your fandom, like make your voice heard and just enjoy the show. It's definitely going to be like a wild and crazy ride. I know, I know to expect like plenty of cliffhangers, plenty of twists. Your draw would draw plenty of times. I feel like with this season, there's just too like after season one, they they've got up the bar. I know it's going to be a, a phenomenal season. Yeah, agreed. A couple things to tease. So Outer Bank season two is coming July 30th. I believe we're going to do a special podcast that day. So watch for that coming at the end of the week. We'll talk about you know our thoughts on the season after we watch it and all that. And then we've got like I said, a couple interviews. Rudy Pankow is going to talk to Netflix Life about the season, and so is Jonathan Davis. So if you're of them uh check back in on netflix life we'll tweet it out and share it on facebook as well so that's all the time we've got today thanks for listening everyone and we'll see you next time to talk about outer bank season two save big money when you start your next project today at menards convert your current recessed lighting with energy saving led downlights from fight electric they're bright and install easily in just minutes they also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch save big on all fight lighting products now at menards shop our lighting options today in store and on menards.com save